Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Previously on Strangers in the Pines. I don't know what you thought that was, but it's not an animal. I think we should all stop all of our shenanigans right now. Oh, a little trick. Well, I thought a good uh, fantasy fairy realm would appreciate a little bit of a laugh. Now, Lucas, change back into a human. I turn into Sheriff Stone. All right, so Chad doesn't have his rifle with him. So my fists become encased in this boiling shadows as I teleport through the air and fly in a, a flying punch towards Sheriff Stone. Chad, it's me, Lucas. I think at this point, Lucas drops the form and he's like, Hey, lady, listen, I'm I'm not Plague Incarnate or whatever. At least not yet. I don't think so. I'm just a boy who happens to be a meat man. Endurance of your design is no justification. Your father and the ones that came before called it a rail connect. Testing it can cause 
dimensional shifting. Tell you what, why don't I consult with this matron um, and get her full uh, thoughts somehow and let me get back to you. But before you do anything rash, like, um, we will be going. We'll see about that. Guys, I'm Isaac the Deep of Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules, inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twin Peaks. Let's begin. Hey, there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it? Yeah, it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first. But if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers in the pines. Danny, you are in your quiet place. And you're kind of sitting there, and you look next to yourself, and you see once again the rows of trees, and you look out, and the lake, it's gotten bigger, but not as much. It's not as drastic a change. And sort of sitting next to you is, it's very much like you. And it looks at you, and very gently uh, reaches out, out um it's sort of hand and it lightly grasps yours and just kind of sits there and just relaxes next to you as you feel this kind of comforting warmth as you just sit there for a little while silently just kind of looking as small ripples gently move across this molten pool um these and these pine trees move in these perfect rows onward and onward and it's just calming as uh it kind of looks over and and takes that hand that it was holding yours with and reaches out and sort of puts a finger to your lips and you feel this sense of calm brush over you and you come back and you, your your chest no longer hurts, it's no longer bleeding, um, and you feel that kind of residual warmth uh, just sort of fill you with this sort of comfort, almost in the same way that your mom's chicken soup does. And you kind of, you feel calm and, and a little more collected as you kind of come back and look upon uh, the scene that you, you left. Hmm. So, okay, Lucas and Chad, uh, what are you guys doing? When Danny comes back, when Danny comes back, he has a moment of clarity where he feels like he can tap into, he can tap into this, you know, latent ability, you know, not that he's like recognizing it, but it's just more like he, he recognizes that 
he's he's feel it. Yeah, he's felt it before. And um, can I roll hunches uh, just to see? You know, it's not necessarily something as bad as happening right now, but like a little bit of insight into like what is actually going on this machine and all that. That's actually you know as long as the keeper is okay with that, that's my goal here. That's fine. Okay, so I'll roll sharp. Nine, mixed success. So on hunches, on a seven to nine, you get there too late in time to intervene, but not prevent it altogether. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, it's not a premonition, but it's just more like something is going to happen or, you know, will happen. And I'm going to get there. Me and the rest of the group are going to get there just a little bit too late. As you're waiting, you see... You see a man that you've never seen before, and you see Avalon screaming, reaching towards him as he raises a weapon and fires on this mechanical panel. And then you hear that sound and and the ripping again. Can you describe the man more if he's like seeing him? Or is it more of like impression? he's never seen him before? Uh, it's he is um, he's dressed in this dark combative outfit. It's like these uh, strange plates attached to um, this sort of not sure what material it's made of. Um, but he's dressed in all black except um, he is his face, and it's sort of uh, he has a shaved head um, and uh, dark black eyes. And he is uh, dressed in just this sort of dark wear, and he has a assault rifle in his hand. Um, so while all of this talking was going on, because it's been a while, uh, Lucas is just really subtly <laughs> breaking off his fingers and <laughs> letting them fall and turn into like little spiders or mice, whatever would be not like noticed. And to start with, I just want to like have one kind of run a little bit by uh, Avalon just to see if she's like highly noticing of it. And if she is, I will just ignore it. Uh, roll me an act under pressure roll. Eight. She doesn't notice, um, but you see one of these large, uh, large creatures. Um, I'm just going to call them trolls. Okay. Uh, and they notice their eyes go wide, and they just stomp on on your spiders. Um, no, just one one single like little mouse, and it's not trying to do anything. It's just acting like a mouse. Basically, I want to see if they are like highly aware of me now that they know that I exist, or if I can like let a few of these loose so that after we leave, I can still see what's going on in here. You. <laughs> Uh, you release the mouse and it gets crushed. Um, very, very obviously. Um, and it kind of like smears it on the ground and it's weird because you can kind of feel it. And all, suddenly you kind of like, all of a sudden you feel this connection snap. Um, you don't take any damage, but you suddenly feel that like you can, you know it was there. You can't control it anymore and it kind of pulls its foot away and it's just this kind of meaty smear on the ground. Um, but Avalon yeah, didn't but notice. It didn't scream or anything. It wasn't like, you know, there's no... That's not World War Three. Your mouse got squished. Okay. So then I'm gonna let 
like what I'm imagining is that it takes time for my fingers to regenerate. So one of my hands just has no fingers, my left hand. Yep. And I've turned them into five sort of finger sized mice and spiders. And so the spiders like crawl up the ceiling of this cave. Roll me an act under pressure check. Sure. I'm going to spend a point of luck. Spend a point of luck. All right. Absolutely. No issue. Uh, and then instead, I'm just going to release all of my fingers. All your fingers? Uh, the one that Fuck she the touched. Bay. <laughs> the one that she touched doesn't transform. It just turned. Okay. You cannot sure. get it to uh, to transform for some reason. Sure. So eight. Yep. So you have eight fingers that are just kind of moving around. So yeah, uh, Chad, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure what to do. Um, I'm concerned that my father's planning to try to capture these these creatures but they don't seem to want my help the 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 others are just being weirder and weirder so um i am trying my damnedest <laughs> actually Dottie is being fairly reasonable at this time but um I, I what i really want to do is figure out what's going to happen um you know with this this alignment this equinox but i don't think my i don't think i can use magic i can use magic to observe another place in time but i think that's usually more like now in the past not so much the future so um i'm really not sure how much time do we have or do we assume that we have until this alignment happens well as you as you say that and and dotty's dotty's kind of walked off um avalon uh you see that the, the machine behind it actually starts to turn on as these multicolored lights start to kind of pulse where the vines are uh, and it starts <laughs> to, to move more and more she goes it is time um, as she kind of leans down towards Chad and whispers into his ear, Voidborn. Yes. Trust the daughter of the matron, the one of flame, seems sincere, but if, if done, if taught wrong or given wrong motives could destroy everything but the one that is most dangerous one that will try to consume all the pestilence you don't have to tell me <laughs> well um at the moment, I'm running low on allies, but I, I, I appreciate the advice. Um, so how will this work? You are, you're all just going to disappear? Do you have to touch the device? Or should, I guess my question is, should I get out of this cave before this thing activates? As long as, as, long as you don't step through, you can stay and observe if you wish, or you can leave. All right, in that case... I still think you're in danger, so I want to look around for a, a good vantage point to watch for anyone that might be rushing into attack. So, um, you know, like, is there like a, it's a big giant cave. Are there any like upper ledges or something I could jump up onto to get a nice vantage point to the whole area? 
Not, not really. It's kind of been, it's more or less been hollowed out. It's not like there's, there's a lot of ledges. Um, it's sort of like, it was a bit of natural cave on the, uh, on very closer to the entrance, but it's been very much converted and changed. Um, oh, the highest right. point is probably like a, 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 a small sort of viewing platform that they've made, um, kind of where you guys entered. Um, but Lucas. Yeah. I, real quick. Isaac, Isaac, real quick. What does the, uh, what does Avalon look like? Uh, she is sort of this almost kind of like 10 foot tall, uh, 10 foot tall woman. She has this, this massive mane of red hair, these bright emerald eyes. Um, uh, her, her face, you probably assumed was once creaseless, but has now has worry lines on the forehead. Um, and she's dressed in this sort of like gold and, and, um, gold and emerald green, uh, almost like robe and dress combined. It's very, she looks very elegant. So this entire time since Danny came out of his, you know, out of his thing and he had his, uh, uh, um, hunch, um, very lowly, like very low volume, even to the point where he was barely moving his lips, but slowly, 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 slowly increasing with volume and intensity. He's just been saying over and over, the man with the gun attacks the lady. The man with the gun attacks the lady. So it's, it starts off as like, are, are you loud enough that Chad will hear that? I don't think not yet. And, and I'm just going on the hunch. Maybe something is starting to happen. Um, it, it is loud enough to hear. So I will, uh, I'm going to say this, uh, Lucas, you hear, uh, Danny, Danny start to chant this lowly through one of your mice. You hear that. Okay. And then you feel your spiders, your spiders instantly go dark. Uh, uh, as suddenly you feel this, uh, this strange, vibration fill the cave as she goes it's time and she moves and and kind of heads over and you watch as this massive triangle fills with this multi like this rainbow light around and this massive uh, almost eye-shaped metal uh metal i'm gonna say portal aperture yeah aperture thank you thank you starts to open and the light slowly fills in, swirling and making this pure white light um, as the creatures start to grab different things um, and pick up. They start to move forward. Um, you feel shake and you watch as the, t- as the side part of the side of this mountain explodes. Um, and you all watch as just debris falls from the sky. I mean, a massive chunks of rock and they start hitting the creatures below and, and crashing. And you, you, you see, uh, one of these large troll creatures just get, just get crushed under a massive marble boulder. As you suddenly see these people dressed in this dark, dark clothing, um, moving in. Uh, and they're they're repelling from zip lines down as she as Avalon like immediately goes into goes 
into panic mode and she uh starts motioning like everyone go 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 and 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 people start moving through the portal uh you see uh that these these people dressed in these dark uniforms start opening fire as uh machine gun bullets start, start ripping through and you see the the centaurs that were armed with the different things start shooting bows and you uh bows and, and guns and throwing spears and you you watch some of them uh <laughs> that one with a speaker on it it launches basically that you see this kind of weird distortion in the air in front of it uh as it just nails this one human and you watch as his whole body just it just uh, explodes like he turns purple and then explodes um, as a massive firefight has just opened as these creatures are screaming and panicking and running towards the portal. And there's a short uh, one with a slingshot that's just doing his best. Yeah, you just see, you just see the goblin that try and eat uh, eat Lucas just with like the sling, and surprisingly, he's like nailing these guys every single time. He's dropping a person with every single shot. Okay. Um- uh, how many? How many of these uh, um, paramilitary guys are there? I mean, it's they're pouring through. There, it's you keep too many to count right now. It's so much chaos. It's too many to count. Re- I want to read a bad situation. And as the situation as the situation gets worse and worse, Danny has begun to like get louder and louder to the point where he's like screaming. The man with the gun. Oh well, shit! What did I say earlier? <laughs> Dottie, soothe everybody. <laughs> I walked out. <laughs> yeah, you suddenly, you suddenly, you're like sitting there getting ready to meditate. Uh, suddenly, you hear. And you, I can't do a machine gun sound, but a machine gun sound. <laughs> Roll, read a bad situation. All right. Also, while this is happening, my mice are kind of like running oh, around. Hell yeah! Nice. <laughs> uh, I want my mice to take little nibbles of every creature that they can. Uh, as soon as one of your first mites bites them, uh, you feel it uh, immediately disconnect, and you just go, "Oh, it died." <laughs> you don't know what these things are made of, but your your substance oh, it, doesn't. Light. It doesn't work together. Okay, fair enough. Darn it! Did you try to infect one of the soldiers or one of the fairy creatures? Oh, the I just tried to sample a fairy creature, but okay. I guess that's a good idea too. Is I'll try to infect some of the soldiers. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I get three hold. I'm going to ask two of those questions right now. Yeah. Are there any dangers here we haven't noticed? And what is the best way to protect the victims? Uh, <laughs> um, so you think the best way to protect the victims, I'll start with the, the easy one for an answer is to either stop is to stop the, the, the group, um, the, the guys that are, that are shooting them. That is, and you know whether or not you want to kill them, detain them, whatever you want to do, just they are being attacked and you know who the attacker is. Okay, next is going to be danger unnoticed. Um, you see that some of them start pulling out uh, uh, rocket launchers. Oh, God. And look like they're getting ready to start firing on the, on the machine. Okay, uh, how many of them have rocket launchers? Say, f- uh, uh, like a team of five. Team of five? They've separated from the rest. The rest are trying to kind of running towards the refugees. Okay, I'm going to um, bamp over to with, whichever with one your is best the friend. Fir- what? <laughs> I said with your best friend. Um, it's fine. You, if yeah, you I, I, actually, sure. Is Lucas nearby? 
Yeah, I think I'm standing right next to you. Okay. Uh, well, the, the the problem is is if I take you with me, then it becomes a roll on weird, and weird is my worst stat. So. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Leave me behind. <laughs> yeah, and plus I, I I I think Chad, while he's warming up to the idea that Lucas is his best friend for reals, I don't think he's there yet. So uh, I think Chad's instinct. Oh yeah, is I was per- just making a joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tactically, it would have made sense, but I, I, I think it would be too. Da- so Chad is gonna, you know, quickly evaluate the situation and pop over directly behind whoever is in the back with a rocket launcher. I'm gonna grab him and then pop up. I look up the hole above and try to pop up onto the ledge with the guy and then drop him. Okay, <laughs> I will say this: there's a team of five people. And they each oh, have rocket launchers. Actually, let me let me re- rework this. Said I'm going to pop into the one that looks like he's closest to being ready to fire. I'm going to grab the the rocket launcher from him and teleport away. And then I'm going to use the rocket launcher to shoot them. So that's a bit of a complicated thing. So I don't know which rules you want me to make. Okay. So I will say this: you bamfed over there, perfectly fine. Roll me either a kick some ass or act under pressure to try and steal this rocket launcher. Uh, okay, I'm going to give myself a plus two uh, out of my possible plus three. <laughs> Fifteen. <God damn>. Nice. <laughs> I think Chad 15. just killed the entire... Uh, well, th- that was that was to steal the rocket launcher from him. I still have to use it. You stole the rocket launcher and then like pulled a bunch of pins on the grenades that were strapped to their belt? That my, my primary goal was to grab that rocket launcher and then bamp back to where I got a decent shot at the whole little cluster of them and give them what's what. Uh, you, I'll give you this because you rolled awesome. Uh, you grab the rocket launcher and you bamp in front of them and they go, oh, and you just turn and go, oh shit. And then you look and you see a, you see a few helicopter, you see a few helicopters through the, the streaming band of people. And you have a great idea. Hello players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG empire. I hope you've been enjoying strangers in the pines. I wanted to let you know that we're currently creating a new Powered by the Apocalypse game called Dust World. It's in the same setting as our podcast, if you're familiar with that. The new rules and the flavor really help the game flow and enable it to create those epic dramatic scenes like you might find in anime. If you're interested in checking that out, check out the link in the description. Also. You can always join our email list for when we are going to kickstart that or other news about what the RPG Empire is up to. And that is also in the description. So a lot of good stuff going on in the description. Don't forget, you can find us on social media at the RPG Empire. We're everywhere. Now back to the show. You see a veritable army of people just coming up this coming up this mountain towards the, the hole that had been opened and you fire your rocket launcher uh, and bamf back in just as you get a watch as it falls and hits the hole and catches fire and so now the way that they were getting in is blocked so i shot the helicopter and it blocked the the cra- helicopter crashed into the hole and blocked the entrance yes Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I really hope my dad was on that helicopter. Um, <laughs> wow. Very nice. So so, so now now Chad, uh, 
Actually, I, that probably t- took several seconds. Does anyone else want to act? Lucas, Lucas, what do you want to do? Um, dang. Uh, I, even though I don't like her, I think I'm going to jump into the air, turn into a bird, and then fly towards Avalon because she's their leader. And I'm going to turn into the armored titan in front of her to try and help defend her. Uh, I can roll protect someone if you want. Absolutely. Okay, I got a nine. So on a nine, protect someone. Uh, you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. So they're shooting machine guns at me. So, yeah, well, uh, you bamf, you fly in front of her, and she sees you and, and gets kind of, and gets very nervous for a second. She's, and then you turn at that massive armored titan, and as you do, you, fall, you, you land on your knees, you superhero land, and then with this sort of force of will you create a massive chitinous shield like your arms form almost like this uh this uh triceratops shield um and stay behind me i'll protect you uh, yeah you take three but you do take three harm as machine guns are just just firing at it with armor though right with armor with armor okay so i have two in that so i'll take one harm oh 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 so you, yeah, you're getting yeah, shot after shot, and she, she kind of looks at you and looks confused, but just nods and and moves forward. And you watch as she, like, um, she's now has this like green, almost, uh, almost electrical energy flying around, it, and she watches. She like reaches out, and it's this sort of fort green energy like hits one guy and then spreads to like 10 as they just sort of vaporize into ash. Next is going to be Danny. Danny, you are, you were screaming, um, that, and suddenly and and you, you don't want that to happen. I also have the, uh, real quick. I also have the, uh, power of heart when fighting a monster. If you help someone don't roll, uh, plus cool. You automatically help as though you rolled a 10. So, uh, totally keeper up to you. Um, anything that Danny sees that he feels like he can help out with, he would, and therefore grants an automatic plus one. Alrighty. Um, I will say everybody has. I'll say this: everybody's gonna have plus one on the rolls. Um, for this. Um, as Danny, can you make me a weird roll? I got an eleven. Okay. Awesome. You feel, uh, you feel the strange heat start to form in your body, um, but you you kind of hold it in yourself, and you, you you feel like you're you're holding this sort of heat in you, and you have this you now have this choice. If you feel like you could release it, but you're not sure what would happen, or you can keep it in and just continue to 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 can feed what you're doing. These sort of impromptu, you're like, Dottie there's someone behind behind you in in their heads and whatnot and just doing all these little little thoughts and people you see guys and their their guns keep jamming for some reason um just little jinxes and stuff like that uh but yeah um would you like to release the heat or not uh and and just for kind of fun here i i'm likening this to holding in laughter where it's basically like that feeling where there's just something 
that feels so good to laugh, but you're holding it in, just waiting for that perfect time to really let it out and really laugh at the thing that's like making you laugh, even though this isn't a laughable situation. But I hope you get what I'm saying. Yeah, a very um, serious situation trying to contain inappropriate yeah. laughter. Awesome. Okay. Well, his hunch, his hunch saw a bald guy in like weird plate armor. Roll me a roll me a sharp check. It's a nine, a mixed success. Um, now, before you tell me what that is, uh, I didn't know what the sharp check was for, so I don't know what like a mixed success looks like. Um, I'm going to ask for a little bit of keeper uh, keeper love here. Uh, is this something worth using luck for? I'm I'm going to say yes. All right, I'm going to go ahead and use luck. It's my second luck point. Uh, I yeah, luck full success uh so you are looking around and you see this guy and he's kind of using hand motions and 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 these men and these these people are moving around around him um and you lock eyes and you say see those same dark eyes that you saw um on this man and you know it's him all right releasing you release this force and you you felt for a second trying to direct it and then it fills you it fills you all the way with this it's it's this wonderful joyous feeling as suddenly you watch as um uh danny his skin starts to become mottled and then cracks form and from these cracks sprout this uh, this molten magma, and you watch as it envelops his entire body, as his hair turns into these these bright flames, and his uh, his eyes are now just these two burning spotlights. His irises are this molten this molten color as he looks at this man. And Danny, uh, can you make me a telekinesis roll? Eleven. Uh, uh, you watch as you. You are not going to let this man hurt Avalon. As you raise your hand and you all watch as a massive molten, a massive molten hand with these kind of jagged claws reaches out and, and grabs this guy. He, he lets out a scream for a second and then it, he just crushes him in his hand. Oh, damn. Uh, next is going to be Dottie. Uh, what's happening around me? Uh, so you come out of your corner. Uh, it's a firefight. You see um, Lucas in front of Avalon as she's kind of directing and, and helping these people, shielding her from bullets. Uh, you see uh, Chad bamfing in and out of darkness um, with this this rocket launcher in his in his hand, uh, and you kind of turn behind you and you see Danny in this molten molten state, almost like gently floating off the ground as the, the earth around him slowly starts to like turn into the small magma pool and you get to look right as you watch Danny just grab this guy and and just crush him and you see smoke rising <laughs> from the fist um, as it slowly releases and it's just ash I uh I step around and it's like, uh, I need to go heal somebody and I need to get people through this frickin' portal, I guess. I guess we are doing the portal. Screw it. 
Um, who's injured around me? Uh, so you see, and you see some of the ref, uh, some of the refugees. Uh, you see some of them that are these. These people have uh, have. Sh- uh, you see some of them with bullet wounds. You see some of them that are actually in nets that are like fighting against it. Um, you see some that have been hit with like tasers. Um, and so you kind of see that the refugees are probably the people in the most hell right now. I will um, roll cool for healing on some of the people and trying to get them over to the portal. All right. Are the refugees getting through the portal or any of them getting away? Yes. Uh, quite a few of them are getting through the portal. Okay. I got a nine. What does your healing ability say? Your touch can heal any injury or disease when you lay your hands on someone. Roll plus cool. On a 10 plus, heal to harm or an illness, plus they are stabilized. On a 7 to 9, you can heal the harm or illness, but you take it into yourself. Well, whatever. Okay, I will say this. Uh, you uh, you start running around and you start healing people, and you don't know what, what's gotten into you, but you, you're touching the, these people and, and filling them with... Uh, with this this energy and you you move and then you feel pain start to rip throughout your body more and more as as to like the the pain of electricity ripping through you and then bullets moving through you but but it's still for some reason you're able to just bear it as you keep going forward uh i will say you take two harm ignore armor from absorbing a bunch of different little wounds fair enough as so that happens and you guys are 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 fighting and this the you, this place has been sealed and uh suddenly you, you realize that the tide's starting to turn a little bit less of, there's less of these soldiers and you see some of the the refugee the more frightened refugees even like smaller creatures like grabbing up some of the the dropped guns and starting to fire on them more as the soldiers start to panic as they um everyone gets one more thing that they want to do during this battle okay um so remember when i sent my mice and spiders around to try and infect these humans can i roll to see if i infected any of them a weird roll oh absolutely not you can just infect them okay Okay. Yeah, you get about twenty-five of these guys as you're sort of, you're kind of your Holy spiders crap. move around and then sort of bite each one, and quite a few are infected. Okay. Then what I want to do is I want to uh, use infection. I'm going to control them temporarily. So all of the ones that I can control, I just make them stop, drop their guns, and put their hands up. And, like, kind of get down in, like, a, uh, well, I guess, how many uh, are there total, including the ones I'm not controlling? Probably about 80. So, uh, here's what happens. (laughs) So, I'm holding the shield up, and I just start humming, Macarena. Oh, yeah, I have a deep voice. Macarena. And all of a sudden, 25 guys just all drop their weapons and start doing the Macarena. You watch as these guys drop their guns. Uh, you see these kind of like, like, like deep veins start to appear as these guys start to go ah, ah, and just start, sc- just start screaming as they're like you feel like you hear them like cr- their bones and muscles like shifting and crunching. I'm not, I'm not breaking their bodies. I'm just making them do the normal macarena. 
they're very much aware of what they're what they're doing and have no control over their bodies and they are freaking out uh as they start like doing the macarena it's very like jerky because they're trying to fight it but they can't okay does anyone uh that is not currently dancing look like they might be a leader of this how many are left uh 80 80 minus 25 so still a few and they're like most of them around them like take them in and like look at them and they're very very confused and you actually see a few of them start shooting the people that are doing the macarena oh Oh, god you guys are not very nice um you're still armed with the rocket launcher and i'm gonna say you have more rockets because all right is it i'll I'll take a, a a pot shot at a cluster of them Go for it. Roll kicks mass. All right. No, oh, no. I think oh, I just no. blew myself up. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I haven't spent a, I haven't spent a point of luck for a while. I am going to spend a point of luck, and my new character sheet, my luck move is now. Uh, when you spend a point of luck until the end of the mystery, backlash on your spells will be extra nasty. So, turning that into a ten. Uh, oh yeah. Um, so you do that and then you watch as you see this darkness actually wrap around the rocket. And as you fire, you you see this massive explosion. And then in the center of this explosion, there's a single nodule of pure darkness and they fly out and then suck in as you watch as these guys like get crushed and then suck into this ball of darkness and completely disappear. Uh, I'll, I'll like holler. I, I didn't mean to do that. Pointing at the, the I, that, that was an accident. <laughs> Very much like a singularity. Um, uh, all right. Next is going to be Danny. Danny, you are joyous. This is, you are reveling in the destruction of these people. They, you know, you, you have a drive to protect the people around you, but you have a much larger drive to just decimate these people. Damn. Um, there are ants for you to play with. And is is this fire Danny to where... Is this fire Danny? It is It is strange. You, Danny, you, Danny has that desire, but he also feels like Danny. So okay. he's, he's still... He's in some symbionts of control, but he has these strange feelings inside him. Okay. Okay, um, so what I would say is that, you know, that, that moment of identifying, you know, the, the guy in his hunch and um, and dealing with it swiftly, um, Danny feels in control and he feels powerful. And he just kind of looks about and he, he identifies, and, and I can, you know, I can make a roll if you want, uh, but he is looking to identify the biggest threat and eliminate it. Would absolutely love for you to roll read a bad situation. Ooh, I got a, I got a five. Um, uh oh. I will say this: uh, you can't identify the biggest threat because you just want to kill everything that isn't your friend or these creatures. Um. I think Chad distinctly falls into that category. Yeah. Distinctly falls into that category. He's not going to be to be murdered in such a way. Uh, Romeo Weird. Uh, let's see how weird we can get. An eight. Mixed success. 
Uh, you kind of look at this group of people and you kind of take your hands together and pull them apart and you watch as this like 20 foot like pool of magma suddenly opens under a group of these these people as uh, they start to sink in and they're just screaming as they're falling into this magma. Holy crap! Oh, oh my god, that's disgusting. Um, says the giant, the giant meat monster. Um, and last, but certainly not least, is going to be Dottie. I don't even know what I'm doing. I think I'm, I'm still like trying to heal people. Uh, do any of these dudes like try and attack me? Uh, some of the, I would say, not, not really as much. You're kind of moving around, but can you give me a weird check? Sure. Nine. I will say this, um, you are healing more and more people and, and your, your eyes are just kind of, you have black spots dancing in them. Um, and you touch one, this one small little kind of pointy eared child, um, and absorb that, this burn that's on her arm and you kind of fall to your hands and knees and it's just, it's so overwhelming. It's so much. Um, and you close, you close your eyes. Everyone else watches as Dottie, her whole body once again turns to wood and you all watch as these, this massive tree, um, sprouts out of her back and these roots start to move and they'd almost hit touch um, these different kind of fey creatures and as they touch them that the injuries on them heal and it does more and more and you watch as more of these people are going in there and, and the actual soldiers are starting are panicking now um, and you watch as all these this mass of decay uh, slowly forms on this tree as it um, turns to this ash and falls apart and Dottie is laying there unconscious on the ground. Dottie! Well, that's it for this episode of Strangers in the Pines. Don't forget to check us out on social media at the RPG Empire. Have an awesome day and play on.